25 more layers after that. <laughs> Don't want to have too much fun here. You might think it's about Jesus or something. You know, we just we just get into religion. Get into charismatic tradition and nullify the power of today's daily bread. I know you've never seen that before, but that's what we're into. Full-blown religious rebellion in the guise of Jesus. Deceiving the whole world to drink scorpion poison and have homosexual worship leaders in Asbury, Kentucky. <laughs> Since we've spoken out against the anathema of the abomination that's caused division of mountain and sand, we've found out Asbury, Kentucky Revival has had measles outbreak. They've had leaderless, no offerings to things they boast about. Today, it is revealed from numerous sources that the worship leaders for the whole time are practicing homosexuals. Okay? And that's the truth. And you know what? I ain't surprised, but look at the millions going after it. Look at the 10,000 people watching the live in the Kumbaya. Look at all the false prophets that have gone after it. Look at how inaccurate and how off so much of the charismatic leadership. In fact, the only ones that were even close to being accurate that have any public stage whatsoever are the ones that didn't say anything. You know what I mean? Because the training for reigning is not speaking unless what he's speaking is being said. Otherwise, you end up dead. Far, far away from the red letter ministries of Jesus Christ in the Bible mixed with the Spirit which is the power of the resurrection. No boasting in self. Boasting in Christ. The boasting in self is called the boasting of sufferings. Apostolic doctrine. The boasting in Christ is just talking about how accurate the great white eagle is when he forms himself in your spirit. And you anathema your soul, you anathema your flesh, you anathema your human carnal antichrist brain that wars against the Holy Ghost actually doing the Bible in Romans chapter 8 instead of just reading it and having a human opinion about it which is always wrong. To this day I've never seen divinity and humanity. You can't have both. It's divinity or humanity and humanity is entirely demonic. Now you have human Christianity everywhere around here with all the charisma junk added onto it which is called working iniquity which is the highest level deception of the false prophet with lying signs and wonders and most people are surprised that the divinity is not mixed with the humanity you know they're uncircumcised hearts Christians that refuse being circumcised in heart after they're born again are not even a part of Israel, the body of Christ. That's clearly written in the Word. You're not even a member of Jesus' body unless your heart, which is your soul, your self-consciousness, is cut out of you by the sword of His mouth. 
you're not even in his body. That's why you're always wrong in your judgment, in your discernment, in your opinions, in your interpretation of scripture, in your teaching, your preaching. You have so many false apostles, so many false prophets. Jesus Christ told his 12 that the sign of the end of his second coming would be that there would be many, many, many false prophets. False prophets are the ones out there that are always inaccurate, flowing with humanity, flowing in human blood. What makes a false prophet a false prophet? We need discernment. We need wisdom. We need accurate judgment from his throne because people are so off, it's scary right now. They are so off, they're destroying their lives because they're so inaccurate in their discernment and judgment, which is called no wisdom. They have no wisdom. They just think everything in Kumbaya land, anything with light or anything with glory or anything with signs and wonders or anything with all this charismatic activity, it must be God. No, no. Anywhere where the cross is not terminating the human being, there's no true divinity. A lot of it is just stolen waters that are sweet, as it is written. And the thief comes only to steal. What is he stealing? Everything he can from everyone. He wants to steal all the higher things of the charismatic church and apply them to the Antichrist. You are at war in America right now, front lines, against the spirit of Antichrist against the spirit of the false prophet, against the spirit of the red dragon, and against the spirit of the beast. Now, how can we be prepared to not go the wide path of destruction following iniquity in the signs, wonders, miracles, healings, kumbaya, false revivals, people just following the slime of Satan as an angel of light, deceiving almost all tech non-believers in the entire world? And the Bible says even the leaders of the Christians could be deceived if it were possible. Obviously, it's possible. And the only ones not getting deceived are the ones that don't have an opinion because they've learned to bridle their tongue and not speak unless the Father's speaking, recognizing their limitations of their spiritual development, even if they're the greatest prophets. The greatest prophets, they bridle their tongue and they don't have an opinion or a judgment or discernment unless it comes from the throne and is authorized by archangels. Otherwise, what are you leading if you're not around the leaders of the kingdom of heaven? A human false leadership, Jeremiah says, Jeremiah chapter 3, 23 verse, 20, uh, verse 9, I am like a drunken man because of the Lord and his holy wine, because of the bad leaders. The drunkenness is to put you in the power of God to speak the bold truth against an apostate, human, charismatic leadership in the earth right now. It's all over Europe. It's all over America. It's all over Australia. It's everywhere. It has festered everywhere. I know that the seed of the Pharisees and the seed of Herod will pollute the whole body and that that whole body will become the body of the Antichrist. You know, John wrote that from Jesus Christ in Revelation, saying those that cling to their humanity and add all the things of the divine nature into their humanity will be the embodiment of every unclean spirit, every beast of the field, and every foul, detestable bird, which means every devil, demon, and evil spirit 
in the universe will be embodied inside human Christianity. It is written. Now, we still think there might be something there. Why? Because we don't have that much wisdom. We need wisdom now. How do we get wisdom? By fighting our own human nature, driving out our own human spirit. It has to start in the spirit. Otherwise, it's not in the soil and you'll have no fruit of the spirit because it has to grow up in the soil of your spirit. When it hits your spirit, your spirit determines if it enters your spirit right here in your belly, your spirit's in your belly. Are you going to receive the prophetic word today or block it out and cling to some old seed? You know, they do that now. A lot of people will cling to hundred year old assemblies of God, Church of God in Christ, four square seed. They'll cling to Toronto seed. They'll cling to former moves of God seed. God wants you in the fresh today rhema word of God seed. Unless today's daily seed is being planted in your heart, don't think you're walking with him because you're not. You walked with him in the past. So there's a fading glory. But if you walk with them in the present, it's an ever increasing glory. What we need to thrive during these times is daily bread. We need the word that comes down from heaven and then allow the father to father the seed into full fruitfulness. What blocks the seed from becoming a tree of life? where all the angels can come and perch on the fruitfulness of your seed and fruit production because you've learned to cherish the Word of God in your hearts. Don't end there. It has to go into your minds and renew your minds and get culture out of you and get America out of you and get the U.S. flag out of you and get the European Union and the UK flag out of you and get all the natural earthly pride out to identify with God the Father in the kingdom to be holy separate says the Lord then there becomes a kingdom identification you are now an Israelite what is Israelite Hebrew word for son of God your identification your character every aspect of your life and your identity is hidden with God in Christ now if you identify with anything else you're a mess because you identify with that which is dying and passing away we need to identify which with what cannot pass away Christ cannot be killed a second time it is written Jesus Christ cannot die twice that's what Hebrews says he died once and for all amen Otherwise, the high priest would ha have to offer a sacrifice every year. Book of Hebrews, it is written. So we don't have that. We don't have that. We have Jesus, once and for all, who offered his own body <clears throat> as an eternal sacrifice, going into the Spirit with his body, seated at the right hand of God, in the flesh, with his body, perfect. Jewish Lamb of God salvation from the Jewish Messiah the Lamb of God and in him now we're learning to hide ourselves. I tell you what we can't afford to identify with anything else except him so 
When we look at that lion that Samson took the honey from that was slain and cut open like a carcass, what you need to do is crawl into that lion and become the sweetness of the lion of the tribe of Judah that was slain. Amen. We have known him as the lamb that was slain. I tell you the truth, you can also know him as the lion that was slain. Now that's written in Judges, which means there is a knowing of the lamb and there is a knowing of the lion. And when you know him as lion and lamb, you know him well, which means you know him and how he deals with the technon, the infant in Christ. And you know him how he deals with the weos the mature governmental ruler of the body of Christ, and you know the path of everything in between. Amen. And anything in you that doesn't know him as lion and lamb, doesn't know him, means has iniquity. That's what Jesus Christ said. The areas that you don't know him are present with the powers of hell. If you don't know him on the inside, it's because you've clung to a different spirit in your heart that refuses to yada him. There is a people here that claim Jesus Christ that refuse to have him formed in their spirit. You see them everywhere. They're individualists. They're self-rule. These are the worst lying deceivers of all time. Their bodies embody Antichrist. Truth. There's 75% of the Christians on Facebook. Probably more. Whoa! Now the Bible says anyone that doesn't let go of their humanity after being born again becomes a temple of witchcraft. Galatians 3, 1 through 3. What's a temple of witchcraft? Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness the sin of sorcery. It is written in Samuel. Amen. So what is witchcraft? Witchcraft, if you studied out, is the spirituality of divination. Divination is the root word for divinity. So it's the guise of divinity in Christianity. What is it? Rebellion as witchcraft. What you deal with in a people that refuse the cross and the mountain of his blood, that don't press in, reluctant givers, barely obedient, hanging on, always having a hard time, always struggling, because they refuse to let their human spirit die with him. They refuse to let their human soul die with him. They might have had an opportunity with the lamb when they were one, two, three years old in the Lord, and now he presents himself a different way. As you grow along the way, he manifests in a different way. And if you don't receive him in his different form, you no longer walk with him at all. You no longer walk with him at all. You have to keep growing. Jesus Christ, red letters. If you look back, you're no longer worthy of me. What does that mean? You're no longer even with me. You're not even with me, it is written. You can claim it, frame it, blame it, but it's not going to be him because you're no longer walking with him. If you look back and turn back, he ain't there. He's gone. He left you. The white dove has departed from your hearts. I stood at the door and knocked, says the Lord. You didn't let me in, so I left because I couldn't get in because you were full of yourself. 
You are full of your own religious ideology. You are full of your own interpretation of scripture. You are full of pride. You are full of rebellion. You are full of gluttony and love for the food of earth instead of a love for the food of heaven. We need to thirst and hunger for righteousness. Amen. Then Satan has nothing in us. If you are heavenly, guess what? You feel good and happy and blessed and the disobedient are envying you every step of the way because they're too cowardly to sacrifice their humanity. That's the truth anyhow. What is the righteous one? As bold as a lion. What's the boldness of the lion? Oh, get out with your megaphone and preach to lost people screaming at them on your milk carton box. Get a life! Bold as a lion is to die to your own brain by crawling into the carcass of Samson, you lying hypocrites, you religious Pharisees of charisma. Dying with him is the only way that he's accurate through you. So most of these opportunists, you know, they're the ones people message me, Brandon, you're so off. Have you listened to so-and-so? And I'm like, I blocked that person as a false prophet on Facebook like two years ago. That person has 40,000 followers now. You want me to be moved by them? You've lost your mind. You lost your mind because you're following the false prophets. The Bible said it'd be 950 to 1. Elijah was one man on Mount Carmel and he faced, the Bible tells you the number, 950 false lying prophets against one. 950 false prophets against one true prophet, Sandalphon, and he's here tonight and he's going to burn you up. Amen. Elijah's coming in a different form too. We like the Elijah with the crusty old coat on in the river. We like poor Elijah. We like Elijah who eats crickets and he's got a little tub of honey like Winnie the Pooh just lives in a honeycomb. Just little homeless cousin it Elijah. What happens when Elijah comes in on his private jet driving a Lamborghini? Oh, false prophet, I tell you the truth. Doing God's will is always riches and glory. But Satan requires an annual contract to be covenanted with a poverty spirit. Disagree with your contract. Annul your contract with the principality of poverty. And yoke yourself to Messiah tonight. And you will go from riches and glory to riches and glory. It's written as a covenant promise. God more than anything wants to give you the promises. But you have to get rid of all the enemy out of you. He can't give the promises to an enemy. All the parables of Jesus Christ was take that wicked servant, throw him into weeping and gnashing of teeth forever. Why? Because he couldn't steward a promise. You're being tested in the realm of the natural to see if he can entrust you with the entire realm of the spiritual which is all the second heaven's ability of the fourth day known as sapphire stones. Guys, every day we're discovering entire planetary systems made out of emerald, made out of sapphire, made out of diamond, made out of ruby, made out of all the precious stones in the second heavens. Come on now. 
Moses walked on sapphire stones to God. So the believer's rewards are gemstones. We say, oh, that must be just the little gemstones that fell during a Jeff Jansen meeting. And I was there. I saw the 50-carat emerald that Jeff Jansen wore. And Jezebel was still able to kill him through sexual morality and drug abuse and terminate him. So if you think gemstones are enough, it's not. What's enough is the gemstones of the promised land, which is the second heavens. Anyone that says otherwise is a lying demon. You better seal up your mouth and not disagree with the senior apostles that are taken over directly from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Because these people are insane down here. These people are following homosexual practicing sodomites in an Asbury, Kentucky revival and justifying it in Kumbaya land, y'all, and thinking we're crazy. You're crazy. You're disobedient, you're apostate, and you've prepared your heart for the Antichrist and not Christ because Jesus is on the mountain waiting for you to come out of the sand of humanity and join him there. It is written, come up the mountain and be there, says the Lord. It's a commandment. What's the most important commandment? Following the Holy Ghost. Where does he lead you? Up to Jesus through sapphire stones. Now the sapphire stones are the only place where you'll have permanent victory over earthly sin. You don't even know what purity is. You do the best you can under the sun. He sees your heart under the sun. That's what qualifies you for above the sun. As it is written, first in the natural, then in the spiritual. First in the terrestrial, then in the celestial. If you're unfaithful in the terrestrial, you'll never have the celestial through Jesus Christ. The enemy might tempt you with it, but you won't have it in Christ, which means you'll be terminated even worse if you had not even entered the celestial. Absolutely. Anyone that comes into the celestial outside of Christ is a thief and a a robber, Jesus Christ said in the Bible. If you enter the second heavens apart from me, you're going to hell. That's exactly what he said. You'll be exactly like Satan. You'll be a false prophet be a false teacher false mystics everywhere i've been around false mystics since god introduced mysticism to me in his christianity how do we know the real from the fake the cross terminating humanity the cross terminates your humanity so much more in the celestial realm it's just a bigger cross if your cross is not faithful in the terrestrial you will never have a cross over into the celestial now we got people down here that are unfaithful in every natural thing why is gnosticism such a destructive heresy i'll tell you why because it says the natural is not important only the spiritual but jesus christ said the exact opposite your stewardship in the terrestrial the natural would determine if he can give you even one drop of the celestial, which is the spiritual. Truth, anyhow. Half of you are lazy bums. You're just, you have no work ethic. There's no stewardship in the realm of the natural. You just want the spiritual. You are as lost as it gets. You are already apostate. Repent and do the works 
in the natural that please Jesus in your spirit. Then when you're faithful and true in your leg, your walk, come on now, in the realm of the natural, the heavens will open up through your heart to go up a little higher to see how you do there. Each degree of glory to glory is tested, tried thoroughly. So the narrow way is extremely narrow because God doesn't allow falsehood. The enemy loves falsehood. He's been false from the beginning. He doesn't want you to be tested, tried, and true. He's the shortcut. He's the microwave. He's like, oh, stand on the sun with the archangel wearing the rainbow crown, and you don't even have to be perfect in the natural. Totally lying, demon-possessed, idiotic doctrines everywhere. You have to be most excellent in the natural to even be considered for the excellency of the celestial. If there is no excellence in your natural life, in your studying, in your book studies, in your school, in your education, in your extracurricular activities as students, as teenagers, as college students, just forget any of the higher things of Jesus Christ. You are disqualified because of your lack of excellence, says the Lord Almighty. If you want the higher things of God, prove it in the natural realm with what you have now with your hands your head studying to show yourself approved with your feet walking where he wants you to walk with your mouth talking what he wants you to talk if you're faithful in the natural i'll give you some of the spiritual it is written these gnostic heretics think oh it's all spiritual so they've never obeyed i'm talking about Never. Many of them are so far from the mountain of one step of obedience on the mountain that they've come up with their entirely own rebellious Christianity that doesn't need obedience to anything commanded on the mountain. You have commanders everywhere on the mountain. To be on the mountain is to obey the commandment and the commandment in you is the commander. Truth anyhow submit to one another out of reverence for christ which means if you're on the mountain that part in them that is the commandment of god is in the ark of their body now if they're not on the mountain they're not a member of the body remember the hordes of hell are marching final quest chapter one satan's army was all christians not on the mountain truth anyhow which honestly if you look around right now is most christians most Pentecostal Christians and most charismatic Christians are not on the mountain. Obedience is like a foreign thing to them. One step on that mountain to them, they'll call it leader worship. One submission to a commander on the lowest point of the mountain, they'd say that's man worship. We don't follow man, we follow God. God's only in man, you liars! God's only inside man. How is God only inside men and women? By writing his word upon our hearts. The commandments of the commander. So if you are not following God in men and women, you've never followed God in your entire deceiving, horror Babylon, worker of iniquity, fallen angel, false Christian lives. So we have mostly anti-christ christianity out here in the guise of christianity the exact description of apostle john in first john 
And anyone that says otherwise is a liar with those 950 false prophets of Baal and Asherah and Jezebel on Mount Carmel giving you a different report. Oh, we're doing good. I tell you the truth. The only ones doing good are the ones possessed with the commandment, who is the goodness? God is good. Man is not. If you make room for the commandment, God's goodness emanates Shekinah from every word that comes down from God. Come on. God is good. If you can drive out everything in your heart, you will make room for the glory of the commandments of the commander of heaven's armies. How much room have you carved out of you? You know what your problem is? You're full of covetousness. What is covetousness? We like, we need the Ten Commandments. We need the wisdom of the Ten Commandments. No one will ever put you under the law in Red Letter Ministries. We need the wisdom of Torah. Because the Old Testament, the Apostle says, Torah is profitable for wisdom. Truth, anyhow, that's what the New Testament says. Which means, what is the wisdom of the Ten Commandments? The wisdom of the Ten Commandments is, have no other God besides me in your spirit, soul, mind, and flesh. What fulfills all the law is following and obeying the commandments of the commander. From glory to glory. Don't obey him when it's convenient. You're like, you sit out here and you just get a fortune cookie from God. Oh, I can do that one. It's like you can pick and choose. You'll never go onto the mountain. If you're a picker and a chooser of God's commandment, you'll never step one foot on the mountain. You'll die in the sand with scorpions hanging off your neck. Truth, anyhow, you love rebellion. You're a lover of self and a hater of the mountain, which is a hater of the commandment. And God's commandment is the word of God, King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus Christ is his name. When you love the commandment, you love him. If you don't like the orders, and the orders are too inconvenient, and you're into some other opinionation of what's convenient to you, what works into your little manure pile of human filth, living in a cesspool and wanting God to bless you where you're at, come out of where you're at. Come out of her, it is written. Which means, come out of the soulishness. Her is a direct description of soul. Amen. She. Who is she? Soul. Come out of her. What does that mean? Come out of soul into spirit. What is the line in the sand of the mountain? No longer soulish. No longer carnal. No longer opinionated. No longer stubborn and covetous. What is covetousness? Greed and lust. That's like all you ever deal with in the strife of this generation of iniquity. Greed and lust. And we do it in the guise of Christian zeal. And it's covetousness guised as Christianity. Everywhere you test these people out here, most of them just want God to bless them so they can be richer. They don't want the poverty. They don't want the the persecution. What's the poverty? The total liquidation of self. The poverty of self for the riches of glory. There is a poverty, says the Lord. There is a poverty, and you need to be poor in spirit. Greek word, pakuda, which means poor in self, rich in Christ. Poor in opinion, rich in revelation. Poor in disobedient, stubborn fortitude of mind, and rich in Jesus Christ, the renewal of your mind and the rainbow intelligence 
of Jesus round his throne a circle like a rainbow of the intelligence of God the Father a person who fully obeys the desires of God's inmost thoughts that's what the rainbow is what's the rainbow the seven spirits of God seven colors in the rainbow it's the mind of Christ round about the Messiah Revelation chapter 4 anyone that's controlled by God the Father who's been obedient unto the complete anathema of self and stubbornness and covetousness and every other God that could claim Jesus Christ Holy Spirit and God the Father I've had Antichrist come around and just say daddy 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 jump on daddy's lap daddy's lap ministry blah 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 flakes total flakes no fear of God no obedience no sacrifice of self opinions about everything only doing a Christianity that's convenient to their humanity apostate whore of Babylon everywhere truth anyhow suck that amen I will because I practice it already because it's the truth and it will set you free from your humanity for the eyes of Jesus Christ to be formed in thee just turn to your neighbor and gouge their eyeballs out enter the kingdom you don't need those blind you gotta put your finger up like this when you come to Joel's bar (laughs) nice try it's our secret code eyes of Christ flashing fire you can't poke out these sapphire stones I know the devil wants to make you blinder and blinder God wants to give you ever increasing vision God wants to burn out your human eye sockets because the human eye always discerns wrongly you're still deceived by everything you see like Eve in the garden looking at Satan telling her about God you know that's about how it is down here for honest with ourselves that's what's being exposed now by the maturity of the manifesting sons of God predestined for ordained in this generation that 99% of Christians hate and despise because they're the real deal and they're total fakes down in the sand and they do everything they can to fight us every day making our lives as hard as possible truth anyhow why because their God is still Satan the God of the sand is Satan but we're Christians but we are Israel Abraham's our father that's what they said guys right it's a God is my father Jesus is my Lord and Savior you're in the sand Satan's still your father you're a liar who loves lies you're a coward who hasn't sacrificed any part of self mind will and emotions you like a Christianity that's convenient you like the Antichrist the only table that comes from is demons God isn't about some bless me club God's a cross the truth is no one can be my disciple which means a voice piece of my kingdom a voice piece of my kingdom a voice piece of truth no one can be my disciple Jesus Christ red letters unless they pick up their cross and follow me how often well once every six months after I'm done whoring myself out to lust demons alcohol demons and all the dumb crap people do like dogs and vomit everywhere and then say grace abounds no it doesn't demons abound now that's why you're so demonized now you're worse grace does not abound what abounds is the same exact mountain come up here be holy and let it burn Satan out of you because now you're full of seven spirits more wicked than before because you hoard your body out to Satan for six months and you want to come in and say kumbaya all is forgiven I repent I'm good no you're not 
No, your judgment is in your own animal eyes and you're a lying human being. God's the judge, not you. You're just as reprobate as before, which is just as human as before. You can't be as tr trusted in anything. I don't trust you because I know what you are. Jesus Christ knew what was in all their hearts. What's in all their hearts? The devil. So we need a circumcised heart. If it's not circumcised of the whole human feeling, emotion, will, thought pattern, you're a liar and your discernment will be satanic, false love. You can't even be a member of the body of Christ until your hearts are circumcised after you cross the Red Sea. You'll leave the body of Christ. You get into witchcraft. You get into externalism. You get into worshiping angels of Shekinah that deceive, that are putting up homosexual worship leaders, and the whole apostate charismatic church just goes astray. And then they're telling you about the dreams they had, the visions they had, blah, 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 frickin' blah, blah, blah. The whole sand is a lie. Everything you get in the sand is from snakes and scorpions, mirages. That's what the magic arts are. But these goofball Christians have never stepped on the mountain to have anything rock solid formed in them. On the solid rock I stand, if you're in the shifting sand, every wind and storm will blow you around, which means you get full of all kinds of crazy stuff all the time. Not on the mountain. You just get filled with the Lion of Judah all the time, and he is one. And if your eye be single, your body be full of greater light every day. But if your eye is on the sparrow, and if your eye is on the bird and the beast, and your eye is on others, and your eye is just looking for God on the outside, and you're not God inside-minded, Christ in you, the hope of having vision of the glory, Christ in you, the hope of realizing actual internal vision through the born-again spirit, the god sperm seed inside your spiritual stomachs to birth and grow up Christ fully formed in you. If you go any other path, it's human in itself and it's false. What is the narrow path? It's Jesus. There ain't anything else here. It's all demons except Jesus be formed in you through driving out your spirit of iniquity. I know most of the old timers in RLM are full in their bowels with a rebellious spirit. They're not really walking with me anymore. And they got all kinds of demons in them. Y'all need exorcisms. Here's a ministry title or a fashion clothing label. Because they always copy everything I say into all their little businesses and ministries. Thousands and thousands from the mountaintop, if you haven't noticed by now. Shadow works everywhere from the mountaintop, and we don't care. Let the scraps fall off the table, and let the Canaanites feast everywhere. God's sending invitations out to those who judge themselves not worthy because they say, I'm not terminating my humanity. We'll bring in new people. Amen. God's not offended. God's in a feast of revival in heaven all the time. See, this revival is based on being with God in heaven, not being with your kumbaya down in the earth. It'll be those who rise from the dead, the generation of the resurrection. Satan always will offer counterfeits, quick fixes. And you think it's a blessing. 
You think it's an answer. I know it's a devil. I know it's a principality. You're blind and have not purchased eye salve to see and it will be revealed and you will be made a fool of because you thought that you saw but think when you think you see, beware that your sins remain, Messiah said. Now that you say you see, you are unforgivable, which means you have fortified yourself in satanic pride in the vision of the fallen angels of Shekinah that deceive. Isn't that how it's going out there in the wide path of destruction? Is this not the warning we had from the beginning, like the days of Noah? They'd be giving and taking in marriage, following external things instead of God inside-minded glorification of the temple of the human body, knowing the Holy Ghost on the inside, burning out the spirit, burning out the heart, driving the human being out, driving out the grave clothes and anything that the spirit, soul, and flesh is attached to below, hating it, despising it, rejecting it, to go higher in the resurrection, higher in the glory, higher in the crystal clear living waters that sparkle fresh and new daily. Yeah. Who has persevered? He who kept his joy through the great tribulation. How's your character? How's your personality? Are you on medication? Listen now, you probably need it until Christ be formed in you and then Christ is the healer. Why do Christians need to be medicated? Why do we need antidepressants? Why do we need Prozac? Why do we need the psychotropics? Why do we need all the drugs? And I'm saying you do need them until because you're a human. That's why you need them because you still have a human soul and a human flesh and a human spirit. When the human spirit becomes Jesus, listen now, not a lesser form, not a separate form, when it becomes Jesus by you yielding to him on the inside. Jesus don't need drugs. Jesus don't need pharmacia. Jesus don't need alcohol. Now, this is a progressive work and not a suddenly. It is not suddenly that the whole soul is just like, Yad hey vav hey. Look at me, equal to God the Father. I've only been a Christian two weeks. Paul says, have no one in eldership as a new believer. Lest they get puffed up in pride and go the way of Satan, it is written. Which means no one in any position of authority, unless they're at least three years up the mountain through constant obedience. Stephen had a glowing face with great wisdom and he was not even given a position of authority in the apostolic church of Acts. Stephen weighed tables, cleaned toilets, brushed the floors, changed litter boxes, do this, do that, do others. But I'm glowing with the glowing face. I can see God. You don't hear it from someone with the cross complaining about menial tasks. Smith Wigglesworth for 40 years plumbed toilets literally lived in the sewers of Great Britain, England, for 40 years, had an apostolic calling on his life, didn't rush out to start his ministry like all these fake hirelings on Facebook and YouTube, these overnight prophets that are not tested worth two dimes worth of cents. These people are liars to you. There are deceivers everywhere. Their voices will be silent. Duma, the angel of silence, 
will be upon them and they will speak no more lies the lying prophets will be silenced by the judgment of the lightnings from the luminaries that the true overcomers walk on sapphire stones the sapphire stones are the ability to bring justice to victory over all the terrestrial fakes everywhere everywhere guys Woo! what is god angry about what is the wrath of the lamb angry about leaders that are not leading to him in the heavenlies leaders that are false leaders saying words that didn't come from the father authorizing actions that the father's throne and his archangels haven't even heard about don't even know what you're talking about they don't even know what you're doing down here those orders came from angels of light in the second heavens principalities powers thrones and dominions that influence all christian iniquity everywhere in a people uncircumcised of heart who's going to be rock solid who can stand on the mountain and change the weather forget weathering the storms those days are actually over for us you immature liars we're not weathering storms on little rocks down here we are now creating the weather systems over nations we tell you how the weather is going to be a greater more mature prophet has dominion over the luminaries of time and space the liars are down in the sand reactionary to the white eagles on the mountaintop there's an eagle nest on the mountaintop you're all invited into it there's no nicolaitan spirit we want all of you to prophesy which means all of you to have eagle vision lest you be blind how do you purchase isav church of revelation 3 by touching the mountain and having the animals stoned to death glad you asked well i don't like that well you'll never see you'll be blind till you're 92 years old and you'll die and go to heaven and be a nobody you'll be in the outer court like people won't even know your name you won't even have a house in heaven do you realize that's where 99 percent of people that go to heaven end up in the outer court of heaven you don't have a house in heaven you don't have a mansion in heaven you don't have and the city of heavenly jerusalem is the prime real estate for those who did the father's will against the world against the liars against those who spoke things that please human ears god ain't interested in pleasing human ears he wants the holy ghost the ears to holy spirit to be pleased not the ears to human beings to be itched itching ears right that's what the bible says oftentimes we sell out and say the things that human beings want to hear that are born again and spiritual it's like a 500 billion dollar market so it's very tempting for those who are uncircumcised of heart technons have never been tempted this much in the history of christianity you didn't have these opportunities 300 years ago christians you'd just be in dire poverty i mean seriously you study the church age you you never had the opportunity to live this well so the temptation has never been higher yet those who have the discipline of the cross can spurn the temptation i've been tempted they offered me 12 different reality shows from television channels after vice did the documentary on me and red letter ministries 
And God said, no, they want to turn you into their puppet. It's a contract with Babylon in the spirit of Babylon. Don't do it. All the lying voices around me says, you forfeited your destiny. This was in 2012 and 2013. This is ancient history for me. Most of you have never been tempted, even 1% of that, to be offered millions of dollars in the success of Christianity. They'll sell out for much less. So what will you do when you're tested and tempted to have success, to have anything? You know what a lot of people do instead of success? They go into unsuccess, which is cowardly wickedness. Take that wicked servant who buried my talent, which is $4,000, who took my $4,000, which is one talent, and buried it in the soil. You should have put it into the bank and invested it with the bankers. But it's run by the Jewish mafia. It's run by the Jewish cartels. It's run by this, that, and the other thing. It's run by the Rothschilds, the deep state. Listen, man. What kind of God do you serve? that makes peace even with enemies? Even the unbeliever comes and blesses you? It says in Proverbs, when you're walking in God, you have a dominion over people's brains, a dominion over people's foreheads, their thought life. There's a wisdom that rules here. Get some. There's a wisdom that understands how to prosper in Babylon the Great. You know his name is Daniel. You ever seen someone that prospered so greatly his whole nation destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. His king dragged behind a chariot with his eyeballs gouged out. That's how it happened. True story. Jeremiah also prophesied about it. Daniel went into exile. So this is Babylonian captivity. We can learn a lot from it because you're in Babylon the Great right now. Now, if you had the excellence of Daniel, the clinging to the God I am and his angels, and he was totally awesome in the natural and totally awesome in the in the celestial both all the time that was the key to the wisdom of daniel he was faithful with his natural man in order disciplined with his natural man therefore god opened the heavens for daniel he was meeting with the archangels all the time if you read the book of daniel it is written how do we have that closeness with god excellence stewardship and whatever you have right now be it small or great even if it's one talent you invest with the bankers, he'll come back next season, there's two. And then after that, four. Then after that, eight. Then after that, 16. Which means it doesn't matter how low you start, it matters how wise you invest with God's management of whatever he's given you. If he's given you something, you better use it for increase. He didn't give me nothing. Listen, I tested him in this. None of you can understand unless you've gone to rock bottom living out of dumpsters with no means for money or income whatsoever. Okay? I stripped myself by the commandment of God of all means of income, even where I would sleep at night, where how I'd pay my cell phone, and lived literally, wildly, out in the open. I had bags of money appear. Bags of money. I had all the same bills. I graduated college paying off school debt and tuition, all the same crap all you millennials deal with, except I tested God in finances that if I obey his will in everything, he would prosper his servant. Guess what? He took me out of dumpster diving, being homeless, and he went from glory to glory, gave me a crack house, 
had to pay off the remodel, but he gave me a crack house, remodeled the crack house, gave me a ministry. It was all God and none of me. You can live that way if you live with wisdom. That's how wisdom builds. Anything that's not built by the hand of God is marked for demolition. You can hold on to it to the day you die, but then it's demolished. And it doesn't go with you. You've wasted all the years of your life in the sands of time. God wants you to be wise investors now, building up right where you're at. I don't care what it is. None of you ever will have it as hard as Jesus. He never did anything wrong, and he was tortured to death in the most painful way ever created by demons. They literally brought torture devices into the earth from hell to have the most painful way to kill and torture people in the Roman armies. And that's how our Messiah died. And he'd never even exaggerated. He'd never lied. He never had strife. He only thought good thoughts towards others all the time. He never had a negative thought in his life. He never even thought a dark thought. Only light from birth. And they still ripped his skin off in the maximum measure of pain demonically possible. So I'm telling you, there's no pity party for you. There's no self-pity for you, buckwheat. There's get up at your bootstraps and do the works of Christ and stop feeling bad for yourself in a demon of pride in Jesus' name. Get rid of the liquor. Get rid of the pornography. Get rid of the lust. Get rid of all the junk you filled your heart and your mind with. Drive the devil out and let the Holy Ghost raise you up wherever you're at right now. And if you're on the mountain, go from glory to glory, sacrificing whatever it takes through obedience. Obedience is the sacrifice. You know that? Obeying God is the sacrifice. It's saying, you're more important than me. And it's not saying, but I'm having hard times down here. But Ahab and Jezebel. But they're lying about me behind my back. But I got 250 people trying to destroy every single financial partner that's ever partnered with Red Letter Ministries for 15 years. You don't see me complaining about it. I rejoice over the devil, defeating him daily. Why? Because Christ always leads us in triumphant procession. You can't lose doing the will of God. It's only a matter of time before he's totally slaughtered. Out of any area, you're being tortured and attacked. Look, they threw Daniel in the lion's den. All he is doing was obeying God. They murdered Jesus. All he's doing is obeying God. The more you obey God, the more men and women hate your guts. Why? You expose their human Christianity is the Antichrist. That's true. Now, Satan will put some of you in prison. What does that mean? You'll be jailed up, locked up, bottled up, dealing with your own junk. What does the Bible say? Endure to the end, you get the crown of life. Whose life? His risen life. That's the only way for some of you stubborn ones to ever get Satan driven out of your spirit. Because you can't even recognize Christ in you because you're so exceedingly stubborn. Stubbornness is blocking your spirit from God. Stubbornness is the sin of sorcery, according to Samuel. Stubbornness is as the sin of sorcery, rebellion as witchcraft. It is written. So stubbornness 
is saying, I ain't changing my spirit. You ain't allowing any prophetic word into my seed. I already got these sand prophets that I can pick and choose what's convenient to me. That's American Christianity 101, isn't it? We go around church shopping. We go around looking for the preacher that suits my goals of my life. You're the whore of Babylon. You need to pick up your cross, rise on the mountain, find the great white eagle, get around prophets that are accurate voices through crucifixion of spirit, soul, and flesh. Otherwise, you're just totally apostate out here. You're the lukewarm Laodicean Church of America that Jesus Christ is going to spit out of his mouth into the lake of fire where there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth forever. You'll never get out. You'll be tortured and tormented if you stay lukewarm If you stay in the sand, you will go to hell with Satan for eternity. And you'll be tortured with Satan's demons in actual fire and brimstone for eternity. You'll never be stopped being tortured and tormented. Never. Because that's what you chose. You never wanted to be with God, so you'll always be away from God, which is be in hell. The test in this life to be with God is the mountain obeying the commandment, filling your heart. The more inconvenient, the greater the sacrifice. Come on now. I think it's inconvenient to trust God for provision. Now you need to make sure it's God. A lot of these things are angels of light, external voices of Satan, the audible voice of Satan, the unconditional agape, false love of Satan, a lot of it's stolen glory. You're dealing with Jezebel's tower that's pretending to be the tower of David. Oh, big time. That's why you have to come into the body under the apostles and prophets, the head of the body. Not all apostles and prophets are the same maturity. As you can see, a lot of them are just totally clueless. Some of them killed themselves when they got Donald Trump prophecy wrong. You know that? They realized, oh, I'm exposed. My ministry's doomed. My hireling crap killed themselves. That happened. There are people, when they get exposed by the light, they just end their life. Remember Judas Iscariot? That happens every day. When people are brought into the light as fake, phony frauds, listen, we'll help you get over it right now. The cross exposes everything's phony about you except what's crucified with him. That shouldn't be astonishing. That's scripture. The issue is you have scripture apart from experience, which means you have madness and folly instead of wisdom and understanding. Therefore, there's no counsel or might or knowledge or the fear of the Lord. Why? Because it's not mixed with wisdom, actual experience of the word. It's just human opinion. A lot of it's marketing. They go to social marketing classes and they write apostle over their social marketing and their advertising. They have the fanciest graphics. They understand the algorithms of YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. All of a sudden, they have 35,000 people watching and they think they're successful. You're only successful in the devil. And your success will be so short. And it's so sick and sad for you people that go that way and those that follow them because we're going to make sure that you don't even get five years. In the past, you could do that for 50 years and have quite a nice contract with the fallen angels in Babylon the Great trading on the checkered board of Freemason sorcery, which is what I just described, that you can make a contract with angels of light to be very big ministers and be very successful, have huge audiences. He'll make you a contract. He'll make you a deal. Big time. Sadhu Sundar Singh in India 
great Christian mystic in the 1920s, Satan came to him and he said, if you renounce this Jesus Christ business, I'll give you a million followers as a Sikh, as a upper class Indian. I'll give you a million followers, millions and millions of dollars. The devil himself came to Sadhu Sundar Singh. He said, no, I'm following Jesus now. Satan immediately gone. There was Jesus right after the devil. I just gave him a big hug. He said, ask anything of me and I'll give it to you. He said, I want to walk with you like Enoch. That's what he said. He said, that you asked a very hard thing, but it's granted to you. There's historical stuff of Sadhu Sundar Singh walking down the streets of Chicago, Illinois in the 1930s. And it was like a wrinkle in time. He was walking so far ahead in the Shekinah glory that that future glory was peeling back waves. Like literally future waves of heavenly Jerusalem had brought, been brought down in the 1930s to Chicago. And I've, I've read his books and it just peeled them back, like peeling a banana off of a banana. Just peeled back humanity, walking in so much divinity. No one has ever walked closer with God than Enoch. Now, Sadhu Sundar Singh was taken, they say he was martyred in the Himalayas in the 1939 or something. He went missing. I believe he was taken. I believe he had a happy ending. Hallelujah. Most people believe he was martyred in the Himalayas. They tied him to a tree and starved him to death and dried him out in front of the hot sun. So, two different stories. I like to believe the good report. Amen. <laughs> I'm not a fan of martyr. I'm a fan of overcoming. You know, if you don't come into the Sephirot, you get martyred. If you come into the Sephirot, they get martyred. The enemy. You notice that? Every single Christian who has not become celestial in the great wisdom of the sun and the moon and the stars, which is called great wisdom everywhere in the Bible. Fourth day wisdom, the wisdom of the sun, Kenan's wisdom, great wisdom. Now that family prophesied crushes Satan underfoot. So in order to crush Satan underfoot, you have to have the wisdom of the sun, the moon and the stars, their names and their angels. That's what the Bible says. So that's what Enoch also says. Now, when you begin to have that level of wisdom, you crush Satan underfoot. That's how Genesis actually works. If you don't have that level of wisdom, have you noticed Satan crushes them under his foot? Paul, decapitated, <clears throat> didn't walk in celestial garments. Love him, great apostle. The only ones who have ever had victory over death are the ones that reigned and ruled from the Sephirot. Truth anyhow, Old Testament, they were standing on the moon, clothed in the sun, they had dominion. Child was born, Messiah, red dragon came to swallow it up. But a great eagle came and took him away. Hallelujah. Protected them and then the earth began to fight against the red dragon. That's what it says in Revelation chapter 12. So we need a people that possess the gemstones of the believer's rewards. And if we don't, you'll die. Simple as that. The only way you overcome death, since it's an angel in a principality in heavenly places, you have to be a prince of peace in heavenly places. And now has come the time of Daniel 12, 3. Those who teach righteousness shine as the stars of heaven forever. And those that learn wisdom will shine like the sun, the firmament. So you begin to have not just a spiritual shine, but also the spiritual and natural shine. If you don't have the natural shine, the natural realm kills you. It's called martyrdom, right? That's what happens. Yes, it's true. So understand, you have to take dominion over natural lights. Otherwise, the natural lights are what actually kill you. As it is written in Revelation, the sun shall no longer strike them. 
What does strike mean? Kill them. The sun shall no longer kill them. S-U-N will no longer kill them, which means you're no longer accursed under the sun. Madness, chasing after the wind. Insane. You're no longer religious. You're now greatly wise. You now have a measure of the wisdom of the first family, which was the measure of the wisdom of God creating everything. And if you don't have that wisdom, sacrifice all the crap in your life that fights that wisdom and get it as it's written. Get wisdom, though it costs you everything, get understanding. Wisdom is hakma, understanding is baina. Wisdom is a sapphire stone of Neptune. Truth anyhow. Understanding is a sapphire stone of Saturn. Enemy's chief prize, those higher sapphire stones. Uranus, Neptune, and Saturn. Whoever has those higher stones rules the earth. Okay? Satan knows that. Principalities know that. Sorcerers know that. Christians don't know that yet. You're about to as you learn righteousness. These realms were created by our God and belong to us. They're dirty. They're filthy. You need to learn the righteousness of the Son of Righteousness and allow it to rise with healing in its wings and beams. Notice Malachi chapter 4 says S-U-N. That irritates the religious spirit. You notice that? The Antichrist spirit does not want you to know about the luminaries. He wants you to be ignorant in spiritual kumbaya down in the sand so he can martyr you in this generation. Satan's plan for this generation is to kill them all. That's what he wants to do. The thief comes only to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. The devil and his angels are trying to kill you by keeping you immature. Now, we will teach you how you can crush and kill him instead of him crush and kill you. The only way in the Bible to do that is to go into the moon and keep going up the sapphire stones, walk on sapphire stones, sapphire pavement, learn the path of lightnings, learn the path of angels, which requires a constant sacrifice of self, lust, pride, covetousness, It exposes all the other gods you're connected to that you're totally ignorant of. It exposes all your idolatry, all your immorality at a perfect level of a lens that zooms in on it according to God the Father's vision, not your own. We need God the Father to zoom in and then remove this stuff so we can zoom up. If we don't allow that, you'll die. Simple as that. So it's a death threat. No, it's a death guarantee. The wages of sin and death and those that have fallen short of the glory practice sin. So what sin? Not going up into the sephirot of glory. Sephirot equals sapphire stones. Sephirot is a term given to the high priest in the Old Testament Bible describing these mystical realms that are actual angelic abilities given to God's own people. This is how the Jews ruled the world in the Old Testament through high priesthood knowledge. Truth anyhow, this is the covetous prize of the world. It's the Sephirot. It's the gemstones of the world. It is the moon, Mercury, Venus, the sun, Mars, Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn, Neptune, and Uranus. And then you go right up again through Uranus, which is Keter in Hebrew, 
back up to Earth, which is Malkut, and you keep going up, walking on sapphire stones in the Sephirot, this is how you constantly have a sovereignty over the natural realm. We're talking about stuff that can't touch you anymore. We're talking about invincibility. We're talking about the angels working with the realms and the rings of the overcomers. We're talking about going up into heavenly places and learning how to maintain them and rule and reign over the earth with Jesus Christ because he went up. What does the Bible say? I am ascending to my Father and yours. Why does he say yours in the Bible? Red letters. Why did Jesus Christ say and yours? Because he expects you to ascend to where he went to be with him in the heavenly places it requires actual obedience which is actual love for him and as you rise your human nature falls off you if you don't rise you stay human fake phony liars hypocrites teachers of the new testament teachers of the scriptures preachers of the new testament liars hypocrites scribes pharisees you stay pharisees in your human form. A human is only capable of Phariseeism until he rises on the mountain in Christ's own divinity. Which means anyone that hears the prophetic and the apostolic from the mountain of Moses and the Lamb and the preaching of Zion and the preaching and the shouting of the archangel and disobeys it only grows in witchcraft down below as you've seen from those who came out from amongst red letter ministries but never had the commandments of the red letters inscribed upon their hearts their father was the devil the their whole time truth anyhow they didn't have the things of the father in mind always thinking about self the bible says of an apostate generation they'll be lovers of self in the guise of loving christ they'll be pretenders of the prophetic but their prophetic is only for personal profit and not the profit of the father's feelings in heaven getting his kids back by walking on sapphire stones we've paid the price in this apostolic ministry for everyone to follow apostolic leadership up the mountain and keep going from glory to glory with Enoch with Elijah with Sandalphon his transfigured form. Elijah's transfigured form. He is the archangel of new earth, which is Malkut, Sandalphon. Let the power of Sandalphon wreak havoc on the false prophet everywhere. Let the angel of Sandalphon through Red Letter Ministries and what is declared here today with the archangels destroy iniquity, the horror of Babylon, and human Christianity everywhere so we can have actual divine Christianity, archangel Mount Zion Christianity of the Sephirot so that the government of God, God's top priority, can rule over the nations and bring the order of righteousness, new covenant, order of Melchizedek. Without the order of Melchizedek, the righteousness of the Sephirot is dormant in the hands of sorcerers and secret societies. That's what they learn in their Freemason lodges, if you haven't realized. That's what they teach them in Job's daughter, Daughters of the Eastern Star, all the 66 different sects of Freemasonry that's involved in every aspect of American society. You learn about the celestial, have altars to your celestial gods, 
and your altars in your little Freemason lodges and your secret societies, and they're often sometimes in church buildings. One out of three Christian pastors in the USA is a practicing Freemason warlock. And you don't even question it. You just go there, well, it's great teaching doctrine. He's an altered, mantled warlock of the occult in the guise of charismatic Christianity. And the, the truth is, statistically, one out of three U.S. American pastors is a member of a secret society. Did you know that? You wonder why it's total apostate iniquity deception everywhere out there. Your leaders are the greatest liars and deceivers of all time. And hardly anyone's rising up to do anything about it. And we are the bad guys all the time, every season, telling you the truth. And we've yet to find a company of great faithfulness that can even walk with us season after season. Because the warfare is so serious and strict, they go the way of the devil. We need fortitude. We need to be faithful and true. We need disciples of the cross climbing Zion as their own personal Calvary, not gating a personal testimony, but the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy, greater vision every day, greater abilities in the sapphire stones every day, working for the Father's good pleasure in heaven in all things with no personal agenda in anything in fair weather or poor guys i've already said the word of god and have lost up to 99 percent of my financial partners multiple times in my 17 years as a full-time minister how many more demonstrations of faithfulness do you need come on now you demonstrate your faithfulness and come on the mountain with us, commands the Lord God Almighty. Pay the price. Look bad in front of others. The wisdom of God is foolishness to man. But God's foolishness is wiser than the greatest intelligence of men. You know what it looks like? It looks like being possessed with the Holy Ghost and doing His will and going higher and higher and having a discernment that disagrees with earthly opinions and the newest fad that is sweeping through the charismatic church. The newest fad that's going through the sand. Listen, on the mountain, you get into the ancient of days. The stuff that was cool like three trillion years ago. Get a life! What culture are you a part of? You're only any earthly good if you're heavenly minded. Amen! Go up the mountain into eternity. The top of the mountain that is preached to you today goes up into the eternal one God the Father's heart. How ancient do you want to get? All you got to do is get rid of your temporal lies, the stuff that connects you into time and dirt and dust and sin and false pleasures, false rewards. It's not even a sacrifice. It's hating sin, loving righteousness, and running up the mountain, carrying your cross, to God the Father, sacrificing all of you for more of Him every day. It's not even a sacrifice anymore. It's just being normal that anyone in their right mind that understands God and His creation would do this thing. Because everything else is madness. Everything else is chasing after the wind. Everything else is folly. 
temporary and profane of no eternal value. Come up the mountain, stay there, and then rise from the dead and keep sacrificing everything every day for more of him and less of you. And your spirit will go from glory to glory and you torture the workers of iniquity down in the sand that are a bunch of lying cowards following the fallen angels in the guise of Christ. You'll burn them up. We're going to turn the sand into glass through fire. Solidify them, fossilize them like dinosaurs. They have found skeletal structures in the caves of Italy, like melted into the rocks from the days of Noah. The water was so hot as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. The waters boiled so hot from the magna and the core of the earth and the star of Malkut, it burned their bones into the rocks, crystallized them into caves. And they had to like carve the, the crystals off of the caves to pull their skeletons in. That's only a few thousand years ago. They think it was primordial man like from 300 million years ago. No, no, no. That's from the days of Noah when the core of the earth released boiling waters and melted human beings into the rocks, fossilizing them. So shall it be now as we bring the fire of the luminaries, primordial law of those who obey him. You know what it is? The law of the sapphire stones. Write that down. It's the law of the gemstones of the believer's rewards. You know it's written. What is it? The Sephirot. It is. It is the Shekinah of Archangel Gabriel of Yasad the moon. Oh, it's going to burn some stuff up. The moon, the moon's going to burn up your diaphragm. If you like it, you rise higher because you sacrifice your vanity. If you don't, you stay down in the sand. You'll be fossilized as it was in the days of Noah. All the sand in this generation will turn into glass through fire, says the Lord. I'm coming with fire. The days of Noah are the fire of the luminaries, the law of the sapphire stones, sapphire fire and sapphire lightning of the children of the resurrection to burn all the disobedient and turn earth into paradise, crystal paradise, gemstone paradise through luminary fire in Jesus name amen so an offering tonight is to give into the lightnings of the sapphire stones so into the lightning that it doesn't fossilize you like the first flood but it actually raises you up and changes your form you will either be fossilized by lightning already be transfigured by lightning but there's nothing in between and it is written give an offering into your resurrection into your lightning path going up so into your sephirotic promised land so into the gemstone rewards of divinity against your own humanity give and it will be given to you good measure pressed down running over the same measure you use in your giving will be the measure used towards you how much you can receive in how much financial economic prosperity you'll walk in every season of your life it is written amen
Just fun. 